Welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Nota Francesco, and I'm joined as always by my grandpa Husker Dan from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm just doing peachy. Uh, everything is uh, everything is like blooming. We got if you're if you're into spring, you really like spring, man. Everything is. If you have allergies, that's another situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my nose has been clogged for like three days, oh. so that's fun. But I mean, it's yeah. it's really pretty, and, uh, and people uh-huh. are anxious to uh, get into summer. I'm not a big summer fan. I'm fall because that's the time of college football. Oh yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely the best get season. Through summer and spring and winter <laughs> to that. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, there really isn't anything. I was thinking last night, there is nothing that is as compelling and exciting as college football. And, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm a college football fan. I, obviously, I'm a huge Husker football fan, but but um, just I, I will watch most any game if it's, you know, reasonably competitive and good. Um, and it doesn't have to be the Huskers. Now, I don't do that. I watch, uh, I follow March Madness, you know, when, of course, Nebraska is never in that or rarely in that. Yeah. But, um, uh, and then softball, uh, college baseball, I'll, I'll watch some of the College World Series, but I, I'll follow Nebraska. And, but it's college football is just a, a sport that, that uh, captivates so many millions of people. And it is, it is, I can't wait. You just have to count the days between the end of college football season and the start. Yeah. I can't wait. I I know we're champing at the bit. Uh, October, August 27th is not going to get here fast enough, but anyhow, that's just my take on that. Will? Yeah, no, I take. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think fall is definitely, I mean, if, I had to pick like, I mean, a favorite season, like weather wise, yeah. probably go summer because one don't have school and all that stuff, but <laughs> it's really hard. It's really hard to top fall, uh, yeah. fall Saturdays. That's like, I mean, Saturdays in the fall is just like when hearing, hearing those words, it's just like, like that is the greatest thing um, that's ever been invented uh, is college football. So um, I, I mean, I get like people like the NFL and stuff like that, but I think college football is so much more um, emotion in it. And the games are, I think more exciting to watch you like even like the week zero or whatever, when Nebraska yeah. starts playing August 27th, cause they have week yeah. zero week one, whatever. Anyway, sure. um, the games that'll be played during week zero and stuff like that. Like, it's not like always good teams playing each other. Um, it's like decent teams playing each other. Usually uh, week one is usually when they have like all the marquee matchups yeah. set up. Like mm-hmm. I think Texas and Alabama are playing each other in week two. That won't be a good game because Texas is going to get blown out, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you like even watching those games in week zero, it's just like, this is awesome because college football is back and like all the fanfare and all that stuff and all the tradition, you get that back. And that's just what like it, it you can like watching an NFL game. I never really felt like in an NFL game that I'm at the stadium, really. Uh, maybe with the exception of the Chiefs-Bills playoff game yeah. from last year, that would probably be the one. Um, but almost every single college football game you turn on, um, if you're not deeply invested in one of the teams, it really doesn't matter. You can still enjoy yourself a lot watching the games. So it's just well, the best. I think there's, uh, you know, you got bands there. And bands add something to a college football game. They have their fight songs and 
and, uh, and NFL doesn't have that. Uh, uh, and I think that's a, that's a big difference. When I used to go to, to the LA Rams games, when I lived out there, they had a, they had a, a big band. It wasn't a marching band, it was a big band and they would play. I don't even know, probably on the sidelines. Um, but you know, they had, did have a presence there. There wasn't any, you know, to my knowledge, any Ram fight song or, you know, yeah. you don't, you don't rally behind that, but I, I, I agree with you. The fans make the games. And when we had, yep. we didn't have fans in, in the, in the stands in 2020 season, man, it's just, it goes, it, it just, it tore my, tore yeah. my heart out. I just, I yeah. hate it because the fans make the game that they yep. And, and you go to Memorial Stadium on big game day when it, Nebraska has to win or they're playing a very big appointment uh, opponent. Yeah. The, the, the excitement that is generated. You don't get that on television. Yeah. Um, and you just have to be there. It is it is a it's a thing to experience. And um, I don't know. I, it's, it's hard to describe, but it is really, really, really great. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I'm trying to get it figured out so I, I can try and come for the Oklahoma game in the fall, which would be awesome because that that game at Memorial Stadium like we played in Norman last year, yeah, and that game at Memorial Stadium would just be absolutely amazing to go to um, with the rivalry coming back for the second straight year uh, after a hiatus, um, and it, it's just gonna be crazy. But um, hopefully, making it more. Uh, exciting in, in that game and hopefully the rest of the season is um, a new commit to Nebraska, Oshawn Mathis. We talked about him last episode a little bit uh, and I was not super high on him coming in. Uh, part of that was because I thought he was a defensive tackle, um, but the other part of that is because he was playing in the big 12 and their offensive lines aren't that great. Um, I did, however, watch some film of him before recording this today and I'm a little bit more intrigued, but it's still big 12 to big 10 switch. So I don't know, but he looks really promising. He was like blowing through uh, Oklahoma's uh, front seven. Uh, no, sorry, not front seven. Um, the Oklahoma's front uh, O-line and um, and Iowa state's too. Iowa state has had a decent O-line in the past because they've been able to run the ball Um but other than that, it's the tape was a lot of Kansas and Kansas State who don't have super great offensive lines. So I'm not super excited about that. But I do think that um, him picking Nebraska over Texas is a good sign. Um, he yeah. he might have been reading that Texas is not going to go anywhere this season, and I agree with him on that. But I think that Nebraska is a better place for him. And also I think he is going, him and Garrett Nelson are going to complement each other really, really well, because it was, what was, it was shaping up to be Garrett Nelson was just going to get double teamed and we were going to have no pass right. rush. Right. So now we have Oshan and uh, Garrett Nelson who can rush from opposite sides. If you double one of them, the other one's going to get free and sack a quarterback. So that is the part of it that I really, really like for strategy wise. If those guys can be four down, or three down guys for the most part during the season, our pass rush is going to be insane. So, yeah, I don't know what you think about this grandpa. Yeah. I, you know, I, I hear what you say about the big 12 uh, offenses and I, and I, I agree with you. I, I think it might be a little bit different because it's a rush end. You need speed, quickness, 
you need to have a nose for the football. And he seems to have all that. We haven't had that yeah. since Randy Gregory. Yeah. And, uh, and Randy, you know, despite his, uh, his personal issues, uh, is one of the greatest uh, pass rushers Nebraska's had in a long time. Yeah, 100%. And, um, so I, I think that's a welcome – I think that that gives Big Ten uh, offensive lines uh, another thing to think about, the, the O-line coaches. that They're going to have to – they're going to have to know where the heck number – I think he, he was 32 at, at uh, TCU. Yeah. I don't know if he keeps that number. I'm not sure if, who else has uh, 30, number 32. But, yeah, I think that's a – I, it might not be a grand slam, but I think it's a, it's a triple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's an inside the park home run. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh, and I think, and, and, um, and uh, O'Shawn is, uh, is a good, he's has a lot of character. He's a, he's a good, good citizen. And I think that is speaks well of his deciding to come to Nebraska and they Nebraska rolled out the red carpet in the spring game for O'Shawn. And yeah. Um, yeah, I think he wanted to go where he really felt he was needed and wanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't hurt that uh, the athletic director, former Butkus award winner and, uh, and Trev Alberts, uh, you know, was there to, uh, to uh, engage him at the spring game. So I think he got recruited very well by Nebraska. And I think they, you know, when you get 55,000 people for a stupid spring game, I shouldn't yeah. say stupid, but it's just a scrimmage. Yeah. That has to send a message to everybody, all recruits, uh, just like, holy cow. And this NIL thing ties in with that fan support, I believe. And I, yeah. don't know, I don't know if he's, uh, I heard that he, he has a $500,000 deal. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I can just tell you that from just having heard it uh, rumored. So I don't know if that is true or not, but um, 500,000, if you're, you know, you're 20, 21 years old, yeah, if no you're kidding. my age, that's a lot of money. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, whatever it, it takes, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure they showed a business aspect to the whole deal of NIL and, and getting set up for income taxes and credit and, and all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. You can make promises, but I think when, when he gets the the Nebraska team together and he sees, man, I'm going to be well taken care of when I go up to Lincoln. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I think that this is a, it's a thumbs up uh, catch by, uh, by Nebraska. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely agree with you. I think that this signing, like as we were talking about last episode, the transfer portal is the fastest way to turn your team around if it was garbage for multiple years in a row. So your recruiting is not going to go well. You just have to have a spot for guys that don't get to play at that high level that they want. Um, I think Oshawn Mathis coming here from a Big 12 school to a Big 10 school also has an upside. I talked about the downside a few minutes ago, but I think the upside is he's – seeking out better playing level because he knows the big 10 is better than the big 12. Right. Um, That's if you're playing in the big 12 and you like, it's not like he's coming from like Anthony Grant coming from a Juco. He just, Anthony Grant just wants to go to a D one school to, to play. He would like, he, he got power five, which is probably 
what he was looking for, but he probably would have been happy to go to Western Michigan or something like that if no Power Fives offered. But uh, O'Shawn Mathis, on the other hand, is going from Big 12 school in TCU, who I don't know how much of him coming to Nebraska is Gary Patterson leaving. Yeah, I think a lot of that. I think it's a lot of it. I agree with you on that. Um, And then I don't know how much of it is just TCU has been mediocre for so long that he's just getting bored of it and is frustrated that his talents are kind of wasting away. Uh, From what I've seen from some of the articles I read that he's also, I mean, anytime you're moving anywhere in college football, you're trying to improve your draft stock because all these guys want to go to the NFL. I think this is a good move for him because you get to play better competition. You get more screen time. Nebraska has more press coverage than TCU does. They have more prestige than TCU does. We had three players picked in the last draft, which we'll talk about in a little bit here. And I mean, the, the amount of like publicity that you'll get at Nebraska is going to be better and more than it was at TCU and at big 12 schools where you don't see that many big 12 players get picked in the first 20 some picks of the NFL draft this year. Um, And if you're going to a big 10 school, you, we saw two wide receivers go in the top like 12 uh, from the big 10. So you're, you're playing against some good offenses. So it's not like it, He's he's definitely going to improve his draft stock, and I think this was a good move for him personally and for Nebraska to get him as well. What do you, what do you think of since we have an addition? And of course, we we uh, DeAndre Jackson is uh, not going to be enrolling at Nebraska. He's a running back. We'll talk about running yeah. backs next week, I think. But yeah. uh, he couldn't qualify academically, so that opens up another slot. So I think with with uh, with Oshan, I think that puts us at 11. And then we had three guys enter the transfer portal from Nebraska. Damian Jackson, who was a former Navy SEAL. Uh, you got Chris Walker. Um, he's actually from Lincoln East High in, in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, you know, he's he's 6'6", 290, I believe. Jeez. <laughs> you know, and he's a defensive lineman, and you hate to see those guys leave. Yeah. Uh, but if you're not playing, uh, which I don't think he, Damian Jackson got to play last year um, and and played well. Uh, he was a walk on at Nebraska, and um, but it might be that that they the coaches talk with these guys. And Latrell Navelle uh, is another one. He's a wide receiver. He he came to Nebraska to uh, to kind of shore up the the uh, receiving core uh, and at yeah. six, 495 pounds uh, I don't know what happened um, maybe maybe Mickey's being there maybe Mickey didn't didn't want him I mean I don't know yeah it could be that and Latrell has he's just a redshirt freshman I believe I think he has four years of eligibility to play yeah um, but you know it's it's we we greet the Oshan Mathises and and then we got to say goodbye to some other people who were who have been in the program and and you you like to see a, a local kid you know from Nebraska in-state kid I should say um, to stay with the program but for whatever reason they they have decided to to leave the program and I wish them all the best I, I think yeah I always want what's best for the with a player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as much as we want these guys to stay, they're leaving because they're trying to 
make the best for themselves. All, like I said, all these guys want to play in the NFL. They're all trying to do the best things to get themselves in the NFL. Um, you do get, I mean, that doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to just care about yourself and not care about the team. I know sometimes it might feel like that uh, with some of these players leaving and moving around, like Caleb Williams moving to USC and looks like not really caring about Oklahoma that much, but that's because he wants to go with Lincoln Riley and he thinks that he can do the best under Lincoln Riley at USC. So it's not like they don't care about these teams because Alabama has been crazy for or I should say crazy good. They've not been crazy. Uh, Nick Saban's one of the smartest fo- college football coaches that I've ever like, no. Um, and it, it, it's just cause they are leaving in such high numbers at a high rate. Doesn't mean they don't care about these teams. And I like, as I was saying, I think that Alabama is a good example of that because all those guys, I mean, Alabama really, <laughs> I've had, uh, I've like, I've, thought of this multiple times but i was thinking if you put alabama in like the worst nfl division um it's probably like i mean say if you put them in the uh afc not west uh the like the afc north i think is the uh the jets and patriots i could be wrong in saying that but um but it's like the the jets patriots and dolphins so if you put them in, uh, sorry the afc east i should say if you put them in the afc east how would alabama do and it probably pretty well. And that speaks to how well that they're being coached and that their team is a coherent team, even though you lose players, they have, they have guys transfer out of there all the time because it's so hard to get on that team. And uh, that doesn't mean that they don't have a team that's bonded together. You look at Georgia from last year, Georgia's team probably had the best chemistry I've seen for a college football team in a long time. And um, you, it's there's transfer portal guys in there. There's guys transferring out of there. Um, so, I mean, it's like, as much as we hate to see these guys go, that it doesn't mean that this team isn't going to have good chemistry or be good, um, because these guys are leaving or because they're going somewhere else. It doesn't mean that they only care about themselves. So, um, the, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, we're, we're going to get into the NFL draft and, and, uh, one of the kids I was going to, well, we were going to talk about is Samari Touré and it follows exactly what you're saying. Here's a kid who is at uh, Montana, uh, and he's, he's from Portland, Oregon, where you were born. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, he ended up playing, uh, uh, you know, at, uh, at Montana, and he was the, uh, uh, you know, one of the great receivers. It was FCS, but who cares? Yeah. Uh, and he's a kid who wanted to better himself. He, he could have – he could have just stayed at Montana and been, you know, the tallest midget in the, in the, uh, you know, in the conference. Uh, yeah. But um, he, uh, he wanted to go to a power five school and he knew that there was an opening. So he came to Nebraska and he had, uh, I didn't realize this. I should have known this, but he had, he, he is second in the number of hundred yard receiving games at Nebraska. He has five. And I, I don't know if it's Johnny Rogers has the, the top. I don't know. I haven't had time to check that, but he had five, 100 yard receiving games. And then, and he gets, I mean, waits patiently is 258th pick out of 262. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he finally, signs on with Green Bay and you got Aaron Rodgers. It's like, he could be looking just fantastic. I mean, yeah. What a great opportunity that, uh-huh. that 
Samari has. But it, it's a, I, just getting back just to the story of that. Here's a kid, grows up in, in Portland. Nobody really wants him. He goes to Montana and he says, hey, I'm pretty dang good. I'm going to put this on a larger scale. Comes to Nebraska, is successful there, and now gets drafted in the NFL. Great story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's just like you—if you, you want to play in the NFL, you have to have—you have to have a ticker. You have to have something that makes you go because right. you look at like the reason that the, the first overall pick in the draft was Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Right. This wasn't really a draft that had a consensus number one in the first place, but you look at Trayvon Walker and you see with how much heart he plays with that it is just like he will work his butt off for everything he wasn't even like I had never even really heard of this dude until two or three weeks before the draft and I mean I when once they were like showing film I was like oh yeah I recognize watching him because of um like some of the stuff he did in national championship games and stuff like that because George's defense was insane but the amount of like, like he just tries so hard um and it it paid off he's the number one pick in the draft uh, I thought coming into the draft before uh, hearing more about Trayvon Walker and how much of a, like how much he tries. I thought Aiden Hutchinson was going to be the first overall pick right. um, to the, to the Jaguars because he had, he's the, I think uh, Aiden Hutchinson is the best pure athlete in this draft, but they both have the same heart. It just was, which one do you think is going to try more? And Trayvon Walker was the one that ended up being, ended up having a, a bigger ticker than Aiden Hutchinson, but it's just slightly bigger because it's going to be amazing to watch those guys in the NFL uh, after their college careers. And I'm happy that Aiden Hutchinson's in the NFL now because now Nebraska doesn't have to face him in the big house next year. <laughs> and uh, Casey Thompson doesn't have to die. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's, that's good for us. But um, yeah, anything else you want to say about O'Shawn Mathis or do you want to move on to the uh, NFL? Yeah, I think draft? just get into the NFL draft. Just And then tomorrow, uh, tomorrow we already talked about him. I was, I was glad to see – I mean, the other one that I think scored really high for the Huskers is Cam Taylor-Britt. Yeah. He's yeah. going to the AFC champion, uh, Cincinnati yeah. Bengals, coached by former Husker quarterback Zach Taylor. Yeah. And that has to be a huge thrill. Um, yeah, for sure. They could – you know, the Bengals could get just about anybody to come there. They would love to be on that team. Uh -huh. Burrow and oh my goodness, and they're going to be in the thick of things for years to come. So oh for sure, uh, credit Cam for hanging in there. Um, that was and and he went Samari went you know in the seventh round, but but uh, but uh, uh, Cam went in the in the second round, and uh, that was that was really really good to see. Yeah, especially because Cam like we retrained him from being a he was a tight end. Is that correct? Um, before being a center, Cam Jurgens Jergen, was. Yes, that's what. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay, that's what I was talking about. Okay. Um. Oh, you were talking about Cam Taylor Britt. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So, I mean, the, both those guys are going to be really happy. Picked within nine picks of each other in the draft. Yeah. Cam Jurgens going to the Eagles. Uh, you get to work with Jalen Hurts, and I mean, if uh, yeah, Cam Jurgens, from what I've seen, is just uh absolute beast blocking. Yeah, um, it's just the journey that he's had is even more impressive than Samari Torres, I think. Um, we have Cam Jurgens come in as a tight end, get retrained as a center, and then play two years in Nebraska before going on to the NFL draft as a center. Who, 
three years ago, I don't think Cam Jurgens ever thought he would get drafted in the NFL as a center. And um, credit. He was had all those coaching. high snaps, you know. They, yeah. Snaps are going all over the place. Yeah, like two. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adrian is having to chase after all his snaps and. Yeah just the patience that the Nebraska coaching staff had with him and uh, Cam Jurgens, as, as I was saying, you have to have a ticker and he's got, he wants it. And you can, he earned, he earned the, he's the first, he was the first Nebraska player taken in this draft um, in the, in the second round, which we haven't had a player taken in the second round since 2015. Right. So now, and we had two, so that was just, and, and the, the two that were taken in 2015 were Amir Abdullah and Randy Gregory. So you, I mean, you just look at they're draft. still in the NFL. Yeah, they're still uh huh, and they're still playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean the the uh, the heart that these guys show. I can't wait to see Cam Taylor Britt and Cam Jurgens play. And I hope Samari gets some time for the Packers. But um, I hope uh, uh, I, I believe he will. It, either either way, it'll be a really good learning experience to catch. Um, catch some passes in practice from the one of the greatest college or sorry, not college NFL quarterbacks we've seen in a long time and Aaron Rodgers. So um, we'll, we'll have to see where they go. He might get more playing time because the Packers really don't have a wide receiver because Devonte Adams is now with the Raiders. So we'll see. They drafted a wide receiver in the second round, but um, yeah, it will be, well, it'll and be that, great and to that'll, see play. And the, the, the good thing about following Huskers in the NFL is it's, it gives you a little bit more reason to watch the NFL. I, I, I'm not, I'm not a, a rabid NFL fan, but I, I still, I have the, uh, what's the NFL uh, channel that you get to see all the. Oh, NFL red zone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, that, it's just like, it's, it's just unbelievable. I, I don't know if they do that for college football. They, I don't think they could keep up with all the games, but. Yeah, no, they could. They have something called like goal line or something like that on ESPN. Um, which flips back and forth between games, but it's usually scheduled in between games yeah. on ESPN channels. So if a game goes long, it really just cuts into it. I don't think that there's been that many of them, but. So we just talked about the players who got drafted. What, what of the, the other Huskers who didn't get drafted, who was the biggest surprise to you who didn't uh, get drafted? I think uh, for me, it's probably a tie between Jojo Doman and Ben Stilley. I think both those guys showed it. Ben still, I, I don't know if it's just that this was a really defense heavy draft and that there was a lot of really good defensive talent. So that's why those guys didn't get drafted. And that's why I only see one Nebraska defensive player get drafted. But I think that Jojo Doman as a linebacker was just, he was everywhere on the field for yep. Nebraska. That kid does not quit at all. If he keeps work, if he stays in shape, I'm sure that those guys will get drafted for the USFL or XFL coming next spring which that is also really exciting that you get that too, because it used to be that you don't have like these four guys, Markel this week, Jojo Doman, Austin Allen, and Ben Stilley all would have just been done and would have had to try to fight their way on like with free agents and, and something. And then if they, if that doesn't work out, then they're done. They can't play the game they love anymore. But now you have the USFL and the XFL coming in. So you have uh, three chances basically to play, to keep playing football and getting paid for it. So, and I mean, whoever picks up these guys and whatever, if they're free agents or if it's the USFL or XFL next year, they're going to get some players that want to play and can play really hard. Jojo Doman is one of the hardest working players I've seen from Nebraska in a long time. And uh, 
he, like, as I was saying, he was everywhere on the field last year. He, he, I don't know how many interceptions he had. He had a bunch of tackles, sacks. Um, he could play pass coverage. He could do everything. So that was, that was pretty surprising to me that he wasn't picked up by anyone. And then Ben Stilley, just as Bennett, Nebraska for so long, had the experience of being a six year senior. So I thought, and he also was a power at Nebraska for uh, eight, all of the six years. So I, uh, that was, that was also surprising to me. Um, what, which ones were you, were you surprised by those two grandpa as well? Or did you have someone that was more surprised? Well, I, you know, you look at Austin Allen and uh, he was the big 10 tight end of the year last year. And he didn't, uh, he signed a, uh, uh, free agency, um, contract and Jojo is going to the Colts. So he at least gets a, a shot at that. Yeah. You know, to play in the NFL sometimes, I mean, there've been a lot of Husker players and a lot of players in general who have free agents, uh, free, free agents contracts, and they go on to have long careers in the NFL. They just have to yeah. work and they can't, they can't accept anything, uh, you know, less than their best. But so, uh, yeah. it, I, I guess Austin Allen, but I, uh, Jojo probably at the top of the list. Uh, yeah. I, I, I thought that he would go, but I also thought Austin, Allen would go. Ben Stilley uh, probably would be my number three spot that uh, as far as being, you know, surprised. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I don't know what, uh, I'm not sure where else Austin Allen has signed a contract. Do you, do you know? Um, I don't know. I can, I can look it up real quick. I, I don't think, I don't know if he has. Yeah, he has. Um, okay. So uh, let's see. So, um, yeah, he was projected. Um, his prospect grade in the draft was a uh, was he was supposed to be like a backup or a special teamer kind of guy. He's not that fast. He ran a four point eight three forty, but still, I mean, I uh, let's see. I can't find anything um, right now. Uh, he's about, going to uh, he's going to the Giants. Oh, okay. I don't. Who's he sitting by? I haven't. The who's the Giants depth chart? I'll look at that. No, um, I think that I mean that's good for him that he's getting yeah. there. But again, as you said, that that's just kind of uh, um, that that I mean these I, I get that like not everyone can be drafted, and at some point you're gonna have to cut it off. I just think that some of these players deserve better than they actually got, but uh, we'll see. I don't, um, I'm trying to look for the tight ends. I don't think I can sort by anything, but um, if I, if I figure it out, I'll let you know, but um, any, did you, do you watch the draft really grandpa? I don't, I, I, I you watched know, some I of the watched first round. Parts of it. I, I watched some of it. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's a little bit boring after a while. So, so, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their roster and I'm not really seeing any good tight ends. So I don't see why he can't work his way into the starting lineup. Um, but maybe I could be wrong and I just haven't gotten to it yet. Ben so, yeah, no, is, is going to the Miami dolphins. Okay. Uh, and then, as I said, um, Joe, Joe's going to the Colts, Austin Allen giants, Ben Stilley to, um, Ben Stilley is with Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Um, and Deontay Williams 
is going to let's see here seattle seahawks okay they that's a good spot for him yeah i think so that, that's a good defense heavy place to go so he can get trained up there um did were you surprised that markel this didn't get picked i'm not really because he didn't show too much in nebraska last year was kind of his breakout year but it wasn't that much of a breakout year in my opinion i think based on some of these other guys but yeah i you, I'm, I'm not surprised at that yeah so yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I don't, I don't know if there's much more we can really talk about the draft otherwise, but um, it's just good for, good for these guys that did get drafted and um, best of luck to Jojo and Austin and Ben. Um, I, those guys will definitely work their butts off and training camp will be, yep. we can track them as they come out of uh, summer, summer training camp and all this stuff when they release depth charts of their cut or not. Um, so I, I, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a capitalist system, not, there has to be losers in the NFL. Um, so, but if they are losers, then hopefully go to USFL or XFL next year and join Josh Banderas uh, and Freedom McMullendon. So yeah. Yeah. Anything, anything else you want to say, grandpa, before we wrap nope. up here? I think that's good. Next week we're going to do running backs. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think last episode we were going to do running backs and then uh, the Oshawa Mathis news came out and the draft. Um, so we, we decided to talk about that instead, but yes, we will be back next week with running backs. Um, and as, as, uh, we say this podcast is your guys is not ours because if you're not listening, we don't have a podcast. So thank you guys for listening each and every week. Thank you for downloading. And, um, as always make sure to send in those questions. If you have any, um, you could be our first person to email us a question at a W R S W podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can email in your questions uh, for us there. Uh, we'll try to let you know in advance if we have a guest so you guys can email questions because we'd like to do that. Uh, and then as we've been saying, we're, we're trying to get some live show kind of stuff set up so uh, we can get more involvement with you guys because we don't know everything and our opinions might conflict with something that you're saying. So we'd love to hear what you have to say um, about about some of the stuff about Oshawn Mathis, about these uh draft about nebraska next season when we get into the season um we'll definitely try to get some more live shows going on on sundays and stuff like that after the games uh, or if they play earlier uh we'll we'll figure it out we'll let you guys know and then we're also trying to figure out some social media stuff so you guys can also keep in touch with with us there uh now that elon musk has bought twitter maybe we'll get something on there um and not have to worry about our account getting canceled for some reason so um yeah that's that's all i have we have um, guests coming up. We're, we're going to do um, Bill Williams, uh, who is with uh, Remembering Our Fallen. We're going to do him this month. Coming up probably next month is going to be Eric Crouch. Uh, we're going to have okay. a good time. And then we're trying to get Josh Banderas and give us an update on the USFL. Yeah. Just to kind of get an insider's uh, look at uh, the new football league. So it's it's be exciting. Just keep listening. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and, and go and big red as yeah. always. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and make sure if you haven't already, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell people you don't talk to anymore, uh, so you can start talking about this podcast with them. And um, yeah, as 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 Grandpa said, if you have any questions for Eric Crouch, Josh Banderas, or Bill Williams, uh, email those to the uh, WRSW podcast at gmail.com and we will uh, try our best to. Actually, we're not going to try our best. We're going to get some of your questions to them uh, during our interviews. We'd love to do that. So, yeah, uh, that's that's all I have. We will be back next week with running back stuff. But most importantly, go Big Red. <laughs>